Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 79 of the biggest and baddest Drop Bear Gaming podcast in weeks. Um, I'm obviously me, Lucas, uh, BQ410, and I also have obviously my brother here, the other half of this fantastic duo. How are you, Matt? Pretty good. How are you? Great. Thanks, mate. Great. Um, still a bit abuzz, obviously. There was a huge week last week in gaming, um, and obviously our last podcast had a few... Uh, you know, things we were looking forward to hearing more about and seeing in a couple of predictions, but mm-hmm. E3's now happened, it's gone. Um, there was an absolute plethora of things to discuss. Um, Matt and I have obviously... It was all happening. Yeah, we've, we've grabbed a few of the highlights that uh, stood out for us. Um, obviously, it was, you know, three pretty crazy full days of announcements and keynotes and all kinds of craziness. So, yeah, obviously we're not going to talk about everything. So we'd love your comments afterwards. Send us an email or whatever. Um, And, yeah, we'll discuss those things on the next podcast as well. But anyway, um, we better jump straight into it because there's a lot to talk about and we'll be here for ages. (laughs) Just a real quick cap. Have you been playing anything recently, Matt? Uh, The Witcher 3. Still going? Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely, but Arkham Knight is out tomorrow as we record this, so uh, it'll be out by the time this episode's up, and I'll probably be playing that instead. Although, uh, I pre-ordered the Batmobile edition, and Warner Brothers Games, WB Games, decided, like, five days prior to release that, you know, it's not up to scratch, so we're cancelling all of those pre-orders. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's lucky that we had the option to, you know, maybe pre-order the... Because, like, the Batmobile edition, right, 200 and something, 250 Yeah. I think, yeah. Australian dollars. So, chances are the people who buy, who had it pre-ordered, were pretty big fans, right? Pretty good chance. You'd assume, right, if they're throwing that kind of cash down to get a fucking Batmobile. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, there was another limited edition that had a statue of Batman uh, sold out as well. So hmm. by the time they cancelled the Batmobile edition at the last fucking minute... You were up the creek. You were basically st- stuck with yeah. no collector's edition. So, you know... Pissed off. Yeah, but I'm kind of getting used to WB Games um, doing shit that fucks over their consumers, to be honest. Well. I think the only games that they can make where they don't stuff people up are Lego games at this point. Um, And they do make pretty good ones. Except the last one, Batman 3, I heard a lot of bad things about because it came out as a full-price game Mm. and it turned out to be a third of a game and then you had to buy all the extras to be able to fill the game up. Uh, So that kind of screwed a lot of people over, but yeah, I'm sure that'll all come out in the wash. I don't know. All I know is that uh, there was massive online issues with Mortal Kombat X and Injustice, and uh, we'll see what happens with Batman. Hopefully Mm. it works. Fingers um, crossed. Yeah, 
you know? I don't think I'll pre-order any more games from them, though. No, fair enough. Kind of fucking sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll see how that pans out in the next uh, episode. Yeah, but apart sure from that... We'll more to hear about it. Yeah, I just played uh, The Witcher. Yeah, that's it. Um, there is one other game that I think you've been having a bit of a go of on the iOS. Oh, yeah, the iPad. I've been playing the uh, announced at E3 and currently available for iPad, uh, iOS only, I think. Fallout Shelter. Yeah, which it's is like your standard kind of game. Uh, it's your standard like um, Tower sort of builder. building building game. Yeah. With like yeah time where so you build a fucking kitchen and over x amount of time, once x amount of time passes, then it will pop up a little icon and you collect food. Yeah. And same for power and water and stuff like that. It it reminded me a lot of uh, the Simpsons game that I played a fit. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Tapped out or whatever it was called. Yep. It's just another one of those games. It's all right. Yeah. yeah it, it looks kind of fun. There was also another one that uh, was announced over that weekend, or sorry, that uh, Monday, Tuesday, um, was the Minion game. Very oh, similar yeah. type of thing. Did you have a look at that? Yeah, I got it. Um, my youngest had a bit of a play of it, and he thought it was pretty fun. He um, He kind of built a fair few things and collected a fair few of the minions and it was fun to kind of just watch them interact and then be stupid and the little cutscenes and stuff it was fun minions are great everyone loves them yeah exactly so, what's it called minions paradise i think uh yeah i believe something so like that. something along those lines yeah, yeah. um so but anyway ipad games yeah that's right <laughs> let's get on to a fucking they were serious the, business they were the highlight of e3 um yeah. no so First of all, um, I was Start just lucky with like enough. The, um, third party stuff, I guess. Yeah, probably a good idea. We'll close up yeah. with the with the, um, the heavy hitters, big boys. Yeah. Although I didn't watch the Nintendo one. Um, did you? Uh, no, I don't think a lot of people would have. Oh, I, they did their direct Nintendo Direct thing. I'm sure lots of people actually probably did watch it because a lot of people still like Nintendo stuff. It's just the Wii U's a bucket of pass. Yeah, and it's still very expensive. I actually saw one in a catalogue today. Um, uh, had two games and uh, was the Splatoon version or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did um, hear about that. 440 bucks, And I thought, wow, like I could throw in an extra 50 bucks and get an Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> For that kind of price. I mean, seriously. Yeah. They're kidding themselves. It's uh, not a big seller. Not that many people really have one or want one. And you can double your capabilities almost instantly with another 50 bucks. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, they've got the 3DS as well, which is a a much bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah, very true. But ne- regardless of that, neither of us watched the Nintendo one. If you want to hear about Nintendo stuff... You probably listen to the wrong podcast. Because <laughs> I don't think we've really ever talked about it. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Bethesda, uh, a little bit of Square Enix, EA, Ubisoft, Microsoft, and of course, close with Sony. Mm. Yeah. So, which was a very exciting one. But Bethesda, I was actually lucky enough um, to be, I'd, you know, I'd woken up and had my breakfast and I was sitting on the couch with the laptop doing some work and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I, I just happened to 
flicked the channels and it came across a um a uh feed of the Bethesda um keynote. How do you accidentally do that? It's a um, press conference or media briefing, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was. I don't know. I just got lucky. So I was happy <laughs> that I'd done that. Um, it's the first I think year the, that Bethesda... The basketball was on as well, one of the finals of um, NBA playoffs. NBA. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, anyway, I was I probably looking for that, but I ended up finding the, um, the E3 launch. But anyway, um, obviously the biggest one of probably the entire show was kicked off and they, they talked a fair bit about Fallout 4 mm. and showed some gameplay. It looks Which, decent. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, the the trailer, as we spoke about last episode or the one before, um, graphically it looked awesome. Everything looks fantastic. Um, the thing I didn't like, obviously, was the rendering of the actual character that you play. Um but that didn't even really seem to be a thing anymore. That was obviously just a quite early on issue for that launch trailer that they put out. I don't know. It could have just been that little bit, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that looked good. The story of it, it has gone way beyond what the last one was, I think. Um, or not the story of it, the capabilities within the game. Um, you know, getting your dog early on... Um, just, and being able to use the dog for yeah all that and to, stuff to like do that. things yeah and just to go into places and uh, and you know collect items and whatnot and bring them back to you and all that kind of stuff that's pretty good. Hmm. So, but yeah, I mean that does look like it's going to be an absolute cracker. Oh mate, that will be fucking awesome. There's some actual. Um, they talked about it. More, I mean, so they went into it fucking heaps at the Bethesda press conference because it's the first year that Bethesda did anything, and obviously they have like Fallout 4, Doom, Dishonored 2, they announced, which is cool. Mm. But like, what else do they have? Which got actually leaked an hour yeah, or so beforehand, yeah, because someone apparently pressed, <laughs> pressed the transmit button when they were doing their uh. Um, practice run final checkup or something yeah and they were just going through some of the things and someone's you know pressed live feed and it's gone out onto the internet so clever. that's kind of funny yeah that's pretty clever yeah guys but yeah so I mean since that's the case that means they spent a shitload of time talking about um, Fallout 4 which you would yeah. expect I mean that's going to be pretty huge but they also talked about it in the Microsoft conference as well and since it's the same game we might as well cross it over um it turns out that uh so as as we know from other games usually they side the publisher will side them with one or the other console so for example Destiny has um you know it had the the PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive content and stuff like that. Yeah. And all the marketing is logoed with PlayStation for Destiny and that kind of stuff. Um, and it happens both ways. Like Activision for so long had Call of Duty going to them. We'll talk about that a bit more later. Um, but it turns out the Fallout 4 has some pretty cool exclusive stuff with Microsoft, with the Xbox One, in that uh, PC mods, some... Not all PC mods, but some 
will be able to be transferred, played, and shared on the Xbox One as well. Which is awesome. That's a like unprecedented thing. So yeah, I mean, it's a first as, for sure. As much as I am a Sony fanboy, that is fucking cool. Mm. And the other thing is that the Xbox One version of PS uh, of PS of Fallout Four comes with a code for Fallout Three or something like that. It comes bundled with Fallout Three, which is going to help with uh, one of the other things that they suggested. Yeah. That's going to help fucking make people lose their life to video games. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited that Fallout 4 is coming. I haven't played my PlayStation 3 in a long time, and I own Fallout 3 on that and Vegas. Um, But, uh, yeah, I, I just after watching the gameplay and then talking about it with a few people and whatnot, I picked up... um, the Fallout catalog, basically, on one of the GOG sales. Oh, no, it was on uh, the Steam sale, sorry. It was like 12 bucks for yeah. all three of them and the expansions for three and uh, um, New Vegas. You ever going to plan? Uh, I'm going to give it a damn good go. <laughs> I'm going to think about giving it a damn good go. Yeah, anyway, exactly. If I've got time. You'll skim your eyes past the icon and go, yeah. hey. Ah, well, I should play that somewhere. Is that? Ah, busy right now, though. Yeah, that's right. Spewing. Yeah, no, it looks looks really good. So, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of the Fallout games because aesthetically they never... Well, I don't know about aesthetically, but, like, they never really grabbed me. Mm -hmm. And I guess the fact that I only had... I mean, I had a 360, but I had Fallout 3 and New Vegas on PS3. Mm Mm-hmm. And Bethesda never knew how to make a fucking game that worked on PS3, so... Yeah, it was a bit um, You know, I heard too many stories of people, same as Skyrim, I heard too many stories about people playing them and then, you know, you put 40 hours in and then your save corrupts. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, I'm not going to fucking waste my time with that, even if it is a good game. <laughs> yeah, fair so, enough. Because, like, You'd end up just, breaking it. It's just the most annoying thing when you fucking lose a save like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's yeah. bad enough when you forget to save in The Witcher 3 and then you fucking lose 15 minutes of effort, let alone yeah, 40 true. hours. Yeah. So. Well, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, when they're talking about that, uh, you know, the, the whole Fallout 4 thing, um, this solidified, obviously, that it's going to be a really, really sought-after game. Um, they announced <laughs> that they were making that uh, Pip-Boy or had made the, oh, Pip-Boy, the Pip-Boy, and Pip-Boy edition, yeah. A Pip-Boy edition. Now, basically, it's a uh, you know a remake or a, a proper human 3D thing, <laughs> real it's a life sleeve thing, um, yeah. Actual Pip-Boy, and you put your phone in it. Now, the thing that I was first considering so many different types of phones. Um, obviously, the the um, uh, iPhone six large one whatever it's called um which is like the bendy yeah which is like a six six inch yeah six and a half inch screen that's never going to fit inside that because it looked like it just had a standard iphone in it which are quite even small compared to a lot of android phones so it's obviously going to have to be something that's fairly adjustable otherwise it's going to fail real bad um but anyway that aside they announced it, and within 
hours of it happening, there was already, um, you know, pre-release um, uh, purchases available. Pre-order. Pre-order purchases, yeah, that you could go and do. And it sold out in a day. Two days. Oh, two days, was it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. PS4 version. I was like, fuck it, might as well. Yeah. Although but my they, phone probably yeah, that's won't gonna be Huge, the fact that that just happened so quickly. Mm. And to be honest, I don't want one anyway because it's just a big thing with your phone on your arm while you're trying to play a game. It um, comes with a stand to put it on, so you don't have to wear it. Yeah, yeah, which will be the the way most people, are, I suppose. But I think it's we'll pretty use cool. It. But yeah, I thought it was really funny when he announced that that was it. He he said, "Oh, look, you know, I've always thought that you know gimmicky things were just a piece of shit, like a waste of time." But he said, uh, "He goes, but we made this one, and I think it is just the fucking coolest." piece of gimmicky shit ever made <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was a fantastic way of suggesting that he knew that it was you know just bullshit but they did the it anyway because yeah, oh, everyone mate. will love it so oh. good on them uh, so that was basically Bethesda that was definitely the thing that I'm surprised you know, that lasted two days out. to be honest before selling out mm. yeah uh, went pretty ballistic uh, moving on uh, Square Enix um, they're obviously big title that they wanted to so to show some more of. Um, Just Cause Three, and you're pretty excited for Just Cause Three. Yeah, well, I mean, it's another open world game with uh, crazy shit going on in it. So <laughs> certainly will be if two was anything to go by. Yeah, so I mean, I'm definitely pretty excited for that. It's due to uh, they. I need. I think they announced a release date. It's something like uh, December first or something. Wow, not too long. This year, so it's like not very far away. I don't know what the release date in Australia is. North America is December 1st. Oh, okay. So presumably here it'll be, uh, I don't know, the 3rd. That's the Thursday. (laughs) It's usually two days after, so the the Thursday instead of the Tuesday. So we'll see what happens, but... um, yeah, I know there's people listening who are excited for Just Cause 3, and it looks fucking awesome. Sure does. Uh, in terms of other things that Square Enix, Square Enix had on there, because it was their first time of doing a press conference as well. So yeah, Bethesda had their first. Square Enix had their first. Um, there's a new Hitman game. Yeah, which does look pretty good, actually. I've never really got into the Hitman games, but that mm. one does look pretty good. And, I always uh, remember the old ones, playing the old Hitman games, and just how jagged it looked. You know, the way his movements were and all that kind of stuff didn't re- just didn't fit with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just never really played them too much because of it. It seemed like most of the action in it was forced, I guess. But well, they're stealth old. games. They're not like you're meant to, you know, yeah, move take slowly and, and do your assassinating. Yeah, but anyway, so they also had um, Kingdom Hearts three, and uh, what else? I don't know. That was a bunch of Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we had EA, which um did actually have some pretty decent stuff, uh, of course, because it's EA. Um, 
we can't. These aren't in order, kind of, of when they happened either. No. Um, but one of the things that stood out for me, obviously, even though they kind of played it up because it had Pele on it um, and it was all about FIFA, but it just really ground their entire thing to a halt. Um, you know, he had some cool stories and everything, but it wasn't exciting. You could just see people were just sitting there just watching two people on a stage have a conversation. Oh, man, the whole yeah. EA press conference was like pretty boring man i love ea games but fucking hell that was mm-hmm. a dull fucking press conference they there kept, was they kept, i mean okay so i know e3 is about like presenting to the consumers presenting to the uh you know to try and sell the games but it, it came across the ea one came across a lot like like a shareholder meeting <laughs> or something because like yeah. they've got this gimmicky stuff like having Pele on I mean he's a fucking god he's like a fucking legend of the game but um oh isn't he the best player of the century or something yeah something like that so he's basically the best player ever yeah but they kept like um mentioning this what is it like a live to play or some kind of motto like that that is there like that's like their marketing buzzword for this fucking this 12 months or whatever or this whatever run and they just kept going back to being like this is what ea is all about now this is ea's like Mm. modus operandi and i'm just like fucking just stop talking and put some fucking games on yeah because the thing with pele went for about four or five minutes of them sitting on the oh, stage. At least. And, and then at the end, the guy's like, wow, guys, how cool was that? And everyone's like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Wake good. up now. Oh, they're going to play, show us some FIFA. But yeah. that looks awesome. The new FIFA looks incredible. It's um, fucking awesome having female teams. Yeah, it is. It is. Because the thing was, they said they they have tried to put them in the game for the last, like, four or five years. But they're different. Like, the the... Because anybody who's obviously played a lot of the EA sports games, the players that you know move like they do in real life. You know, like I have watched a fair few games of soccer in the last six months and you see those superstars that you play with in the game and the way they move and the way they react and all that kind of stuff is spot on. And even in the basketball games and stuff like that, like the guys that they're not just generic movements. You can see that they have incorporated a few things into it. Um, And it's obviously going to be very different in the physics of a female, the way they move and the way they jump and all those types of things. So they've had to change all that. And that's a good effort, I reckon, so that it's not just generic and it doesn't just look like a just different skin on a body. You know? yeah. So I reckon that's awesome that they've yeah, done that. Yeah, they've definitely put in the whole nine yards of, you know, they've put in the effort required yeah. to do it properly, which is really yeah. good. And like as if you'd expect anything less, to be honest. I mean, it's probably uh, that and Madden would be like pillars of EA's mm. fucking income. For sure. Yeah, FIFA is definitely got a much wider reach as well yeah i mean globally it does but i i'd say i wonder what the actual sales numbers are because i reckon madden would compete with fifa 
for numbers. Could, yeah, it could be interesting. We'll have a look at that later. Um, but anyway, they did talk about a couple of amazing games that we're looking forward to, obviously. Yeah, despite um, the fact that it was like entrenched with this boring business talk yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, they had this guy, I think his name was Michael or uh, something from this little from company. Sweden. Yeah, he was from Sweden. Hmm. Um, this and- blew me away, by the way. Like th- this part where he came out and talked and then showed the game, it gave me goosebumps. The the love and the passion and the creativity that this guy had for this game that he'd made, just absolutely. Like you, you saw at one stage. Sorry, I know we're about to talk about the game, but you see at one stage he pulls out the um, the toy that he'd made, which is based in the game. Um, and his hands were shaking like crazy. He looked so nervous, mm. but you could just see that everything he was saying was so heartfelt. And anyway, the game, I'll let Matt talk about it, but incredible. If you get to watch this, then you'll see a guy who's <laughs> basically putting his heart out there and he's saying, look, this is my baby, this is my creation. I am so proud yeah. of it and I'm so looking forward to everybody being able to play it. It was cool. Yeah, he was the um the creative director of the game. Yeah. And anyway, the game is called Unravel and it's basically a um like a ball of wool that is well, not a ball of wool but it's a it's the figurine. It's this little yeah. guy called Yarny. And uh, the the story is that uh, his name was Martin, by the way. This guy Martin's created, I've heard it both ways. The creative director of the game, and he um he went on a camping trip. I'll share the video mm. of his presentation, but um I'll put it in the uh, show notes on this post. Um, so he, he basically he went camping with his family in northern Sw- Sweden, <laughs> and he made this little. Uh, he got some like wire. And made this little figurine and then wrapped red yarn around it. And then he went around that camping area on the trip, putting this little yarny character in different situations where the yarn was coming off him and like would do cool shit. And it looked mm. cool and he'd take photos of it. And then two years later, the game is what it is here, which is a, a puzzle platformer, basically where you play as this guy, Yanni, moving through a real world. And as you're walking along, you leave a trail of yarn behind you so you can, as you're jumping and moving around stuff, you're leaving knots and balls of yarn and things like that behind you. And you also use it as well, like a lasso. and Yeah, and like a swing uh, and stuff like that. Mm. It's really cool. It looks really, really interesting what he what they've managed with this. And um, this guy even had photos of this thing with his mm. children. Like it was a real part of his life for the yeah. holiday. He and was that's... super passionate about it, and yeah. you could definitely see it straight up. Mm. And even like so, you get a you get a kind of nat- natural soft spot for the game when you see something like that because you see the passion of the creator. Yeah, but even just the game itself like I showed it to Laura my partner and she was like that is a game that I would play because it looks fucking really interesting and cute yeah and cute Mm. like she played flower and stuff like that and really enjoyed it and this game it's like it just seems like this 
it's bizarre. Like even just seeing the trailer, it looks like this character has so much personality mm. for a little ball yeah, of yarn, and you like you feel for it when it's like in the caught in the rain or getting chased by a friggin' hamster thing. <laughs> you know? That's cool. Hey? So I'll share Love the it. video, the trailer, but yeah, Unravel was definitely one of my highlights of E3. Yeah, definitely. And I think EA um, definitely made a good move in picking that one up. Mm, for sure. Um, the other one quickly, uh, Need for Speed Reboot. Oh, um, yeah. They showed off, um, it's about bloody time too, a Need <laughs> for Speed game with like an extreme car customization yeah, ability. certainly so, is. Yeah, like they the video that they showed for that where they went through the things you could change, just like a quick pan across the car where it's like jumping from select point to select point on the car for bits that you can change. And there's just so much. And then they went into like the paint selector, which sounds basic as, but there's just so many options. It looks fucking awesome. Mm, we yeah, just got to hope the gameplay, the gameplay holds up to mm. the... Uh, to. But then again, in shit. It's need for speed. Even I if played, they didn't change yeah. the game too much, it'd still be good. Yeah. I mean, I played Need for Speed Rivals and I platinumed it after a long time of playing it. Yeah. I put a lot of hours into that because it's just a fun thing to do. And then being out of Vita as well. Yep. I played Most Wanted on my Vita. Mm. And I got pretty far through that as well. Um, but so, yeah. They're basically. Um, doing what seems to be common like hitman was the same thing from square enix it's just called hitman now there's no subtitle yeah uh, the new need for speed is just called need for speed so it's basically a reboot of the whole thing with an open world where you can race people or get in car chases with the cops and stuff like that mm. so it's yeah, need for speed it looks really really cool and the other one that of is obviously just another <clears throat> um reboot of an old name um, Star Wars Battlefront. Yes, my other actual gameplay, like four-person um, multiplayer. Yeah, well, there was uh, that was the the second major highlight of my E3 this Life. year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. They showed during the Sony press conference. They showed the uh, the co-op missions. So the new Battle for Star Wars Battlefront's going to have co-op missions as well as multiplayer. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, they showed off this trailer of, of the co-op mission, so that looks really cool. You can play them single player or, or co-op, obviously. Yeah. Um, that was on Tatooine. And then during the EA conference, they showed this, like, Battle of Hoth, mm. which was, like, a massive, probably, I, I don't even know what that was. Was it, like, 64-player multiplayer or something? I don't know. There's so much going on. Yeah. There. Oh, it's all happening, and you can. Yeah. It's like through the trailer, it looked you, just like the real thing in the movie. Yeah. Well, when they when just they epic. when they put out their first trailer for it, they were talking about how um when because EA has this like ten year exclusivity deal with Disney to make Star Wars games. Yep. And so Dice, who were the creators of Battlefield got given the job of making this game. And so they went to LucasArts Lucas and LucasFilms and went through all the props from the actual Star Wars movies and, like, scanned them into the computers <laughs> to use exact scans of real props in the game. 
Yeah, dice are awesome. Dice so that's don't why. Fuck around. Yeah, so that's why it looks so incredible. And um, in this video, the this trailer with the Battle of Hoth, um, you get to see it like jumps between points of view. So you're seeing, you know, a rebel defending the Hoth base, um, running along the ground, and then it'll cut to like a rebel, or it'll cut to like a stormtrooper running along the ground to go and take a capture point. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a rebel in a one of those little land speeder things, and then he like winds the cable around the legs of a walker. Yeah. After showing you the view from in the multiple views that you can use when you're up in one of those ATAT walkers. Yeah, that was cool. Like, eh? You can be looking down from above it or just under the chin shooting the guns, and then yeah, the speeder thing comes around and ties up the legs and makes it collapse, and then. Mm. It cuts to friggin' X-Wings and TIE Fighters flying around fighting each other in, like, a dogfight. All the while, these people are fighting on the ground as well. Yeah. Running in all different directions. It's just insane. Yeah, it did look pretty crazy. And as you said, yeah, that was probably just seeing that and then in the Sony um, showcase as well, just seeing the video of that made my... Like my gaming mouth water. <laughs> well, that sounds really gross. Uh, it just it looks fantastic. And at at the um, what do you call it? The Star Wars celebration earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they showed a a bit of gameplay. The first gameplay of the game that was shown to anyone, and it was in Endor, the oh, main yeah. of Endor, where the Ewoks and all that kind of stuff. So um. I don't think I think they said that that was like showing that was like a exclusive thing only for those people and would never get released on the internet. Oh yeah, and you're right. No one filmed it and put it on. So. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, it's just um, it looks friggin' crazy. It does, it does, and it's definitely probably for me the number one game that I saw. But I mean, like I said, dice are amazing. Remember when? Um, Battlefield 3 came out and they put out that 20-minute gameplay video and oh, 11 minutes, sorry. I think the first one was and then they expanded a little bit further. But their games look fucking incredible. And I watched that trailer for Battlefield 3 so many times because mm. it just looks so beautiful. And now this is like, six years five years later i think from when we first saw that video four years at least um and this looks absolutely gorgeous absolutely gorgeous and i'm so looking forward Mm. to actually being able to play it just everything in it there was not one thing that stood out in that that made me just kind of go that's ridiculous or you know that looks shit yeah yeah everything it's about just, it was just like wow check this out you're actually in that battle that i've seen a hundred times on the videos yeah <laughs> it's crazy so this anyway. thing i'm this thing i'm reading says that uh they're they're 40 player oh there you go online multiplayer modes and there'll be 12 multiplayer maps available at launch awesome so yeah i mean this comes out november this year mm. like the 20th of November or something. So that's the thing that's been really good about this E3 is that we've had a lot of games that we've known a little bit about, but they've actually given us the release date and they're in like the next six months. Yeah. Like Fallout 4, that's this year. Yep. 
and then you've got obviously Battlefront. Um, but you know, Just Cause Three. Yeah. Um, there's other what games else, like a, as well. Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is the Xbox exclusive. Which, by the way, I know we're not talking about Microsoft. We're kind of chopping and changing here, but yeah, we're a bit everywhere. whatever. Um, I even though they announced Rise of the Tomb Raider being an Xbox timed exclusive last year, mm-hmm. I think it's really um, as we get closer to it coming out because it'll be out this holiday season, and Uncharted Four got yeah. pushed back till next year. So you've got this action-adventure game of that style mm-hmm. releasing where there's no other games of that type anywhere yeah. around it. And it's going to... I think that that is a really good get for Xbox. Um, mm. I think that... I mean, that on top of certain other things that they've managed to... <clears throat> but I don't have an Xbox, and I'd probably rather save the extra 50 bucks and just get a Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> nah, anyway. I mean, see... <laughs> As much as I like what Xbox are doing, I mean, they need all the help they can get. They're like 10 million units less than PS4 sold mm. for the Xbox One. So, But um, I think they're on the way back up. Yeah. And well, there's certain well, things like that, that they've done. Well, we might no, as well. We'll get on to some of the other stuff in a minute. Um, we'll quickly go through Ubisoft. Oh, they, yep. they had a pretty good uh, you know, couple of games on display. I think the first thing that they opened with was South Park, the, mm. the new sequel for for the, the Stick of Truth, which as far as I and I think most other people knew, um, <clears throat> the creators of South Park came out during the development of the Stick of Truth and said it was like a nightmare and they never wanted to make a video game ever again. <laughs> and then they come out at the beginning of the Ubisoft press conference with... Um, South Park, the fractured butthole. <laughs> yeah. So the fractured butthole. And, <laughs> and um, it's like the same fucking deal as the Stick of Truth, except instead of being a fantasy RPG, <clears throat> you're playing as superheroes. Mm. So yeah. I'm excited and for that. Yeah, I know how much you enjoyed the first one. So uh, It got friggin' Game of the Year awards and shit. Hmm. <clears throat> it was yeah. a pretty good game. It was fairly underrated, I think. You know, there was... It never really took off too much. Oh, it still made... It got like four or five Game of the Year awards from like oh, yeah, major, pe- really major well. places. Yeah. I think it did go... Uh, went well, but the problem was in Australia that it was censored. Yeah, true. But... <clears throat> Not still, that much, though. It yeah. obviously still sold well enough to... Uh, to warrant a sequel, mm. so obviously it would it paid the boys, <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone enough money to make them yeah, go. To make well, maybe one. we don't hate this so much. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> but that looks pretty good, and I know there's a lot of people excited about that one. I'm not sure when that's coming out either, man. I should probably should have taken notes here. <laughs> well, the other ones that they they uh, obviously discussed one that I really grab my attention because it, it's called For Honor um, and I've played a fair few um, games of, of a game called Chivalry at Lands and things like that and I really enjoyed it. It's fun. Um, and For Honor looks like another four-on-four 
uh, you know, kind of there's five different factions from memory um, that you can choose from. So they've all got different skills and, you know, different, I guess, um, times that they've been taken from. Uh, and I think there was like samurais and barbarians. Um, there was the Scots or something as well, which were like Viking kind of dudes. Um, and anyway, it, you're a large character, so you're about three or four times the size of a lot of the other people in the game. Um, but it's like you have to go and siege a um, or besiege a castle, um, take over. I besiege yeah. what you did there. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks pretty amazing. And there was a lot of different, in the, the video that they showed, there was a lot of different cutting between different kind of scenarios that it's going to put you into, um, different kind of environments and you know, different castles that needed besieging. Um, so, because <laughs> I'm sure that's what they yearn for. Yeah, I kind of tuned out during that one. I think it looks pretty good. Um, I mean, at the end, it's just going to be a hack and slash type, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more strategy involved, but it's just going to be one of those kind of games. Well, the gecko just thought I was being funny. That was nice. <laughs> um, so anyway, that looks pretty good. I reckon I'll pick that one up for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. And then we had um, two Tom Clancy games that they discussed as well. Rainbow um, Six, Six Siege they showed last year. And the division they showed last year as well, but they yeah. they actually had more things to show. They just pushed the division back. Yeah, next... it does look good though. Mm. Oh, it looks definitely like an open world and yeah, it's an MMO, work. I believe. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Like uh, so, that would explain the, why they had to push it back. In one of the videos that they had was uh, you know a group of three going into an area, and then all of a sudden they turn around and say, "Oh, holy shit! There's people behind us." And then that group of three, they kind of join in together almost and, uh, you know, fight with each other to try mm. and get through. And it looks kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, you can stab them in the back or you can help them or whatever. Um, yeah. So it looks like it'll be pretty fun. It's like Destiny except with the ability to kill other people. Yeah, but you know, you know exactly what's going to happen, though, don't you? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, there's I... not going to be too many where they go, oh, yeah, we're you know, going to help each other out here. You'd be surprised. I've I played a lot of MMOs in my time that were PV had player versus player in them, mm -hmm. and you do tend you get a fucking heap of assholes. Oh yeah, including me, because if you come near me with cool shit, I'm going to take it. Exactly. But um, and ninety percent of people out there would be thinking the same thing, unless you're so uber, or they make it so. But it's not that easy to kill each other, so it's actually. No, you know, it it balances out over time because you get bored of being a dick because mm. there's no challenge. Yeah, I mean, generally, unless you're fighting people that are equally matched with you, you, you get bored of it pretty quick. And a lot of the time you'll find that people will actually want to help each other depending on the challenge level of the game. Hopefully it's hard enough to encourage people to work together. But um, I think it'll be really good. And they showed off... I don't know, did you watch the trailer this year? For the For Division? Division? Yeah. I think. Uh, did, did they show off the interactivity with the uh, the companion app situation? Not in the one that I saw. <clears throat> they had this thing last year that when they showed it where you could control, you could have like 
your four people playing in a squad and then you could have another person playing on an iPad but they're just controlling like a drone and the drone could be used for reconnaissance and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't see it in the the trailer that I saw. Maybe they've taken that out, I don't know. But that looked like a really cool feature. Mm, yeah, so, sure would be. <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, the division looks good. And I think they've done a, a bit of a change with Siege as well because uh, I think they've dialed back a fair bit of the stuff in that to make it um, not quite as... Broken. Well, it was. it had a lot of like destructibility. So you could like... <clears throat> say you're rushing a room... And the whole idea is that you play like a either um, your hostage takers or you're there to retrieve a hostage mm-hmm. in like a police situation or something, I guess, a siege situation, right? And so say it's like what they showed, I haven't seen it this year, the, the trailer they showed this year, but I've heard some things about it, which is why I'm saying I'm, I think they've dialed it back. But last year what they showed was this group goes into this house to get these hostages out and um, so say you're going to a room and the guys inside have a shield set up at the door so you can't, like if you open the door they'll shoot the shit out of you. So then they see for the drywall, like the plaster next to the door yeah, and blow a hole in it and cake and bust through and then you can yeah. blow a hole in the floor to shoot downwards at people and all kinds of shit like that. So... Mm. There was all this destructibility stuff that I think they've dialed back on a bit, but it still looks really, really cool. The problem is, is it like Evolve, you know, and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Where, you know, it's like, a, it's it's really cool for five minutes. That's right. Yeah. And also you'd need to have a good... Well, I was holding Evolve in my hand today thinking, oh, I should get this for the PS4 because I got it on the um Yeah, but do you have PC. people to play it with? Uh, No. Yeah, see, it's 4v1, so unless you're the monster every time, you're going to have to fucking play with douchebags. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. True. But anyway. Yeah, so anyway, that that was uh, the other one there. That... Oh, and Ghost Recon. Yeah, Wildlands. Fucking hell, that looks fucking awesome. It does. Yeah, it looks pretty special. That really looking forward to it. Really, really cool. I forgot about that until I just read that you wrote that there. Well, it's there like you go. Ma- um, sandbox kind of co-op fucking awesomeness of Ghost yeah, Recon. It, it looks really well done. Yeah. The trailer for that was really, really good too. I'll see how many of these trailers I can um, collect up to chuck in a, in the in the notes. So if you want to have a flick through them all, you can. Yep. And they're worth it. They are. Yeah. Um, so we'll move straight on um, and we'll jump into um, Microsoft. Microsoft. And some of the things that I thought that were really good that Microsoft did was, but they didn't waste a lot of time on these things as well, was the discussion of um, you know, extra hardware and you know, they didn't really destroy their, their uh, things like they did a few years ago their show I should say you know they touched on a lot of things they gave you bits of information they kept it pretty concise and then they moved on mm. which was good that was a theme because uh, Sony did that as well I yeah can't. 
Oh, I thought the um, Sony show was epic. It was game after game after game after game after game. They didn't stop. And then it was just building the whole way through. It was really well done. But anyway, Microsoft. Yes. That's what I mean. There was a lot of conciseness and like, we'll show you this. Don't get bogged down in the fucking details. Yeah. So, because there's certain things that you just can't, you can't portray them in a way that people give a fuck about. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, and um, like, so say something like Wonderbook or whatever, you know, really fun for the kids, the mm. kids. <laughs> think but, of the kids. Why won't someone think of the children? But, <laughs> um, you know, they spent, when they announced that, they spent like 15 minutes talking about it. Mm. And it's like, yes, we get the fucking concept. But you've just given us all of the best parts of that game. Oh, now you, we don't have to play it. They spend too long fucking talking about it, and then everyone's mm. like, shut up. I've yeah. gone to sleep now. You know, and <clears throat> actually, I'll save what I was going to say. There's, you know, like, um, I won't save it. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, when you, you, they have a massive build up and then just change pace fucking completely. Yeah. You know, they did that in the Sony one where they showed like they opened with like three or four fucking amazing games mm. and you're yeah. just like, boom, boom, boom. Awesome. Holy shit. This is so good. And then they go, whichever unexpected, they, you expected them to show indie stuff. But they cut to the Devolver Digital stuff, which I fucking love Devolver Digital. I think yeah. their games are really, really cool. One in particular that they showed was um, Mother Russia Bleeds. Yeah, it just looks, looks fucking bananas crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it fucking looks awesome. But to go from these like super HD fucking AAA masterpieces yeah. and then go to a montage of four pixel art Indie <laughs> games is just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You yeah, know, with true. no, there wasn't even, I think someone came out and went, of course, we have games from Devolver Digital with our partnership with them or whatever. Yeah. And then there was no real yeah, intro. Are. Yeah. It just kind of went straight into it. And you're just like, what? I'm still reeling from the fucking awesomeness of that last trailer. Yeah. And now I don't know what I'm looking was at. That, that, that only went for, oh, Two and a half minutes, maybe. Not even that. Not long. even that. Maybe two minutes or one and a half. And they just showed a couple of things real quick with some guitar riffs and shit going on. It was mm. just like attack of the senses in like you know massive pixels. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that wasn't the only indie done. game that they showed though. Like No Man's Sky, I think, is an indie game technically. Yeah, could be. Well, we'll get onto those in a minute. But anyway, um, Microsoft. But- Yes. We talked about um, the Bethesda shit. Yep. So they've obviously said backwards compatibility. Yeah. With the X-Bone. It's, pretty, the it's X- a pretty big call. It is. And as I was saying to you when they, when they announced that, I'd love to see that in the PlayStation 4. I know it's not really going to be possible for them because their hardware is different and all that kind of stuff. There's such a massive difference. Um, but... I honestly have so many games in my catalogue of the PlayStation 3, and I do own a fair few Microsoft games or Xbox 360 games, Um, but I'd love to be able to just go back and play some of those games. And it wouldn't have to upscale or anything. It just, I would not go and just set my console up and 
plug it into the TV and have to unplug the bloody Chromecast or whatever I have to unplug to put it in. Mm. Um, I just wouldn't do it. And it's a real pain because I have so many awesome games that I would love to play and I will never, ever get to play them again unless there's a remake made and then I have to buy it again. And that kind of pisses me off a bit because I've already spent the money or been loyal enough to have you know, a bloody subscription to them giving me free games, but I'll never play them again. How long, kind of uh, me. how long would you play these PS3 games for? Like say say you were like oh I really on an want average to... of between five and eight minutes. Pick a game um, that you would potentially want to play, just for the for Red... a hypothetical situation. What's it called? The Red Dead Revolver or whatever it was called. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck you would want to play that again. Oh. Fuck me, that game was fucking way too long. Yeah, it but once, it was still kind of fun, and you know it was good yeah. to go through. That's like GTA though. Like GTA 4, you play it once and you're like, well, I've done that now. It's good. Yeah. But anyway, for this hypothetical situation, say you really, really want to play Red Dead Redemption. Hmm. You're just fiending for it. It's like a 50, 60-hour game. Yeah, but it's a good game. Yeah, it's a good game, but for the purposes of this hypothetical situation... And what about Noir? I never finished that either. I'd love to go and finish that. Also a 50-hour game. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And, and also by the same spend, developer as well. There were yeah. only three games that I'd like to play. And you can't <laughs> spend the fucking five minutes to set up your PS3 to fucking do it? No. Well, then, no. you're not actually being fucked over by anyone except yourself. <laughs> and now I'm getting fucked over by you for pointing it out, so shut up. Now, move okay, on. Okay, so in that... <laughs> I made my point. The backwards compatibility. I looked up how it works. The way that it's going to work is that um, they're going to do software emulation mm-hmm. rather than hardware emulation with discs and with digital content. Okay. So the way it will work is there's going to be an app on the Xbox One basically called 360. Okay. And when you put a game on or you'll load a 360 game, you'll do it through this thing. And basically what it is is the Xbox 360 operating system. Mm-hmm. So like a virtual machine that you can do on Linux with Windows and shit like that. Yeah. Except this time it's on Xbox One with 360. So that tricks the Xbox One into thinking that you're playing an Xbox One game, which is just called 360. Basically, that's the concept. That's why yeah, all the, that show. That's why all the DVRing and all that kind of shit works with it. Still, all the mm-hmm. new stuff for Xbox One will work with these 360 games. They don't know yet. If all the games are working, they're like working on the software for it. But the the eventual goal is for native, natively running all Xbox 360 titles. Mm-hmm. I think that's the goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks it's an interesting idea. It's it's good. It's uh, a good thing to grab people who have had 360 and haven't upgraded yet, and they, yeah. but the. The thing to me, right, so Sony came out and they said, like Shuhei Yoshida came out and said, hey, that's a really interesting idea. And, um, you know, it's difficult, good on them for doing it, but uh, Sony has no plans to do that because they're 10 million units in the fucking lead, basically. (laughs) But my, my thing is they came out really early on and said, can't do it. You can't do backwards compatibility, so don't even ask for it. And um, 
conveniently, when you're 10 million units down, you can't actually do it. Hmm. But we're two years into it. This is my argument, right? We're two years into a console cycle, the new consoles. So when you go and you buy an Xbox One, right, you are buying a console with two years' worth of games on it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, It comes down to the fact that, yes, there's been upgrades in games. Yes, games look great, and you've got the option of buying all these other better games. But in a lot of cases, you already own so many games that you just can play the old ones if you want to. Yeah, but... What I'm saying and they're is, just there. They don't have to be set up or changed or any of that kind of stuff. It's just there. <clears throat> okay, so when I bought my PS4, I had my PS3 plugged in. It's still plugged in to my TV, so yeah, there's no extra effort. Yeah. Right? And when I bought my PS4, which is different to now because now you have two whole years' worth of games available to you, I had like five launch titles, mm. maybe four, and I at no point had an urge with my new toy to play my old fucking shit. Yeah. Even if it had backwards compatibility, I would have been like, I didn't buy this to play old games. I want to see the new stuff. I want to do things that I've never done before. Mm. And that's why I think backwards compatibility at launch would have been handy because... Yeah, you yeah, could use it for those things. Yeah, I mean, the launch, type, the launch lineup was not very big. And yeah. you've just spent full price on a system where all the games are full price because they're all brand new. Yeah. So maybe you can't afford many. You can afford one or two, and then you've got to fall back on your older games so you can play them on your backwards compatible machine. Whereas mm. now, games for the Xbox One, you buy a bundle with fucking, four, what, four or five games yeah, when enough. you get it. Yeah. Plus... You can buy pre-owned games from the first year of launch that are probably like twenty bucks now, yeah. maybe thirty bucks. So you can get new games that you've never ever played before for cheap. So I think, although backwards compatibility is a thing that will help to entice people to upgrade, I think it's just a gimmick because. And like generally, you're not going to really give a fuck about it. It's True. handy if you want to, if you're like a, f- a massive fan of the Mass Effect series and you want to play one through three. EA came out and said they don't currently have any plans to make an, a Mass Effect trilogy. I don't know if you can believe them when they say that, like an upgraded trilogy, I mean. Mm. I don't know if you can believe them, but that's what they said. And most likely because Xbox has backwards compatibility, so why the hell do they need to bother? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, I suppose the other thing as well is like, I was just thinking a lot of the games that I would like to be able to put on, um, are things like uh, you know the Buzz games that uh, yeah. use those controllers and things like that. But I don't even think that those would work really. Um, if, the Connect games won't work. Yeah, well, there you go. See, so even if you have the new Connect, apparently the um, because the new one is so much more advanced, to be able to map the new one to operate like the old one is just nearly impossible. Yeah, so they can't do that. But like, to be fair, it's a move that will help them get more sales. Whether or not people actually use the backwards compatibility, it's like it's when you look at that bullet point list on the EB Games website. And it has backwards compatibility 
can you can play your Xbox 360 games on this, and you look at the PS4 one and it doesn't have it, that's going to be a selling point for you. Yeah, so, true. You know yeah. what? Whatever it can, it might help them. And um, the other thing is they've got this new service, Xbox Game Preview, um, or Xbox Preview, or some fucking shit. I think it's Xbox Preview. Yeah. I think anyway. So. Yeah. Um, the backwards compatibility to start with is available to them only, to members of the Xbox preview thing. Okay. And later, I think spring this year in, in Australia, maybe not even in Australia. I doubt uh, it will be. But anyway, um, they, they said fall, which is our spring. Um, it'll be, the backwards compatibility, it'll be available to everyone with an Xbox One. So oh. this Xbox preview thing, apparently it's like Steam Early Access. Mm-hmm. Where you're going to be able to get access to games that are in development still, like they do on Steam. Yeah, I don't know how much that is a good idea, but uh, mm. well, at the end of the day, I was talking about the the Steam thing with someone about two or three weeks ago, and um, yeah, with a lot of them, you can now buy the game when it's in its pre-order stage, mm. and you basically can play it. Um, Almost like uh, Minecraft, yeah. How they came out with a thousand builds before they actually released a final copy of it, mm. and they'd already made a ten billion squajillion dollars yeah, exactly. um, from selling betas, basically. Um, and that's how they describe this: like, I'm not going to buy someone's game and play it before it's released, just so that I can get frustrated trying to fix it for them. You know, like being the tester. Basically, I've paid for their game and now I'm going to test it and make sure it works properly. Yeah. And how pissed off am I going to be when it keeps fucking breaking or things don't work or whatever? Yeah. Well, they um, release a new build and your save is wiped or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you just get it to the point where you've played the whole game at least once and then it's released and all those bugs are fixed and then it would be fun to play. But you don't um, want it because you've already, you've already done it. played it. Yeah, or you've already got halfway through it and so much shit's pissed you off, you're not going to play it again. So, you know, it's kind of a bit of both, I yeah. guess. I understand the appeal, but it's not something for me. The same reason that I wouldn't buy something like that on Steam. Um, I think you're probably less likely to get burned by independent yeah. developers on the Xbox One infrastructure because I think... If, um, Xbox have got more to lose than fucking Steam does. Yeah. If that happens. Because um, mm-hmm. the whole purpose, like with Steam, you can just go, well, it's a PC, man. Yeah. It's like an open platform, basically. Mm. Whereas an Xbox is like this, it's like a master plan community. Yeah. You know? So like living in a bubble. But anyway, so there's that. Um, Gears of War Ultimate Edition got announced, which is the original Gears of War remastered. At 1080p and 60 frames per second. Yeah, which would be good. That was a great game. So, mm. yeah, And they announced Gears of War 4, yeah. which is coming out next year. So we'll see more next year. Yeah, definitely. Oh, the Elite Controller. Yeah, I was going to say, this thing looks awesome. And I wish there was something like this for the PlayStation. <laughs> it it's basically damn cool. As it's, you know, it says, it's the Elite Controller. So it's basically been designed in mind for the elite players, like the professional players who play a thousand hours and you know, a week type thing. <laughs> the uh, the dudes that would probably churn through controllers. Um, 
And this thing looks like it'll cost a fair bit. 150 um, bucks. Uh, yeah, that's probably US only, too. Yeah, really that's three times the current single controller cost. So here we might be looking at 250 It looks like the build quality though. I It'd mean, obviously it. it's, a, it's a niche product. Yeah. It's only for people who are willing to spend that kind of money on something. Mm. But, well, it's half the cost of the console really. Mm. But like they, they've done like steel analog sticks and stuff so that it's there's less wear and tear. Um, yeah. That's All the internals are now steel, so there's no cheap plasticky bits inside it. They did say that it's heavier, though, so I don't know how that would go. I mean, fuck, I get enough RSI as it is, let alone holding up a fucking even heavier controller. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, I mean, I get tired holding up my iPad. But I thought it was cool how they, they'll they do that um, customization. Like, you can map buttons... And they've added buttons to this thing. Like there's paddles underneath it that you can just insert into little sockets that are underneath it. And you'll have like four extra buttons that are paddles basically. Mm, and you can you can map them to normal keys. So like mm. say you're driving a vehicle and you want to accelerate, which uses the X button, you just map X to one of those paddles on the back, it might be more comfortable. And yeah. you can change your sensitivity settings and everything. Yeah, which I thought was awesome, that hair yeah. trigger thing that they were talking about. Yeah. Because um, there's, like, for instance, with FIFA, you can have um, analog sprint. In that is a, just a standard option that you can turn on or off. Now, standard off means that when you hold down the sprint button... Um, it just sprints flat out. But in with that on, you can half press the button and it'll only kind of half, half sprint. sprint. Yeah, and it won't use as much of the energy. Um, you know, I would assume that the person you're chasing in most cases is running as flat out as they can because that's all you do in FIFA. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like it's pretty cool. And having the ability to shoot, because I noticed when... Battlefield 4 came out on the PlayStation 3, you had to sometimes the triggers just weren't sensitive enough. You'd have to push them in harder mm. to be able to actually get them to work. And it's only a slight adjustment really, but um, it was almost like it had to be fully compressed to be able to actually shoot. Um so, yeah, I mean, you can just flick a button on this underneath it and it goes into hair trigger mode where it actually it pushes the internals of the controller closer to the actual you know button press. So you only have to push it half as hard and it goes all the way in. And the guy said because it's actually hardware that's moved up to it, um, you get a bounce back as well instead of just having like that long kind of pause, I suppose or it just hovering in that position, you'll actually feel it, which is really cool. Um, a bit of force feedback type thing. Yeah, yeah. And they had, like, different, um, like, knobby bits that you can use for your D-pads and, uh, you know, different um, stems length for your thumb pads. Yeah. I mean, there's already a market for this kind of thing, but for, for Xbox to make it, like, an official one yeah. of their own is something that... Uh, and I think the biggest thing on this one... 
that they did. Sorry to cut you off there, but one of the biggest things on this is that it is, like I said, fully customizable, even um, internally on your Xbox. So you load it, then you can remap the whole thing, and it comes with like uh, it, it basically holds two profiles at once. So you can have yeah, built into know, the controller. You so see, you're editing it on your Xbox, yeah. then you go save, and downloads it, it to the controller it's and straight onto the controller. Yeah, it like re so it basically reprograms your controller and then has like a little two-way toggle to change between programs. Yeah, which is awesome because as he said, there's no thinking involved. Like there's no processor being used in the Xbox to mm. kind of remap things and do all that kind of stuff. Like it's yeah. just when it sends it, it sends it as an X and it doesn't matter what you've configured to be X. Yeah. It's X and that's awesome. Um, it st- certainly would save the lag. Like even if it's a, yeah. a m- like microsecond, it makes a difference. Oh, especially in some games these days where that is a long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you said about like taking a, a shot and having to wait that extra like microsecond of pushing the trigger in before it shoots yeah. can be mm-hmm. the difference between living or dying. That's right in the game. Mm. So, but anyway, I, I thought that was really cool. Um, but we should move on to the final, um, or well, not the final one there, but the one that we'll talk about last. I I really liked this as just an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes, whatever it was, the whole thing. Yeah, um, ninety minutes, I think it was. It was awesome, really was. You could and just like watch it, and it was entertaining. Yeah, like the other ones were kind of, you know, rushed. No, I wouldn't. Well, not rushed. I kind of skipped through the EA one because it was fucking dull. You could, and you could like pan, you know how you can like go on the little scroll bar on YouTube and it gives you a preview and you're Mm. just like moving along for two, three, four minutes and you're just seeing the same dude's head. Yeah. Uh huh. It's like fucking Jesus. Well, one of the good things that I I was going to mention it before when you were talking about um, uh, EA waffling on with stuff. Um, when they were doing the Sony one, and we'll talk about this game soon, but it's called Dreams. Um, the guy came on and he gave a little bit of an introduction to what we were about to see. And then he talked you through the video as it played. But there was no mucking around. Like he, he walked out, he gave a, 20 second introduction and said oh, I'd like to show you what we're working on at Media Molecule which they hadn't announced he was from Media Molecule yeah that's right so yeah. everyone was like oh fuck yeah yeah this is and awesome and then he's like look I don't have a lot of time to tell you about this but yeah but well, let's get into it I'm just going to show you and hopefully and it then, makes you scratch your head yeah and then they started and he goes look this is going to cause a lot more questions than it answers but that's fantastic because we're going to be bringing more information about this and you're going to want to ask us more questions. But it basically, at that point, as soon as he said that, I just kind of went, these guys aren't fucking around. Like, they want to show as much as they possibly can, not explain any of it, but just, like, not all of it, obviously, but there would have been crazy nerds in that bloody room that were sitting there going, I need to talk to that guy about what the fuck I just saw. Yeah. And Man, I watched it and I thought, "Man, that is just I mean, it's you can't even so basically oh, man, it's um <laughs> how do you well, even describe it? it? The way he did it was that he said 
it's we've built a game that allows you to build your dreams and it's not a, a case of building your dreams owning a yacht it's a case of you wake up in the morning and go i just had the most vivid dream that all this crazy shit just happened and then you could remake that mm. you know so- it's all claymation type style um you know the building of it was actually holding buttons down and pointing your controller at certain spots on the screen and then drawing yeah and so you're like it's like paint like um kind of like a rough oil painting type or yeah. sort of sort of thing mm-hmm. and you can make your characters and stuff what he said was like so we know media molecule style with little big planet and tear away they're all yeah. about sort of activating the creativity in people which is blatantly obvious in games like little big planet 2 and 3 yeah. where you have communities that are just like ridiculously large full of people making all these crazy fucking things that you'd never like you could play little big planet and be like yeah puzzle platformer and then go into the community made levels and just have your fucking mind blown yeah for sure. And then in Tearaway, they sort of tried to get you to... Um, so as you played through, it sort of interacted with you on the Vita. It's coming out on PS4 too. 55 bucks on the PlayStation Store it'll be. Cool. Um, but anyway, um, basically Tearaway... Well, sorry, the thing I loved like about Tearaway was that they... When you bought it, you came over to my house and you're like, check this game out. And then you show me all this stuff and then you're like, wow, it's actually like I've unlocked schematics on how to yeah. make um you know exactly paper toys and stuff yeah. and it was origami like, like paper yeah. craft stuff so it was like moving your creativity from the game you had to do that in the game as well that kind of stuff but then you yeah. go to this like companion site that linked to your account your PlayStation account or whatever so you'd unlock say a fucking paper craft squirrel yeah. little thing and then you could go on the website and it'd show you the ones you've unlocked, and you could print out instructions, which then you cut out and like sticky tape or glue together to make the fucking things that mm. you just learned to make, and that you're seeing throughout the game. Like in Tearaway, everything is papercraft, and you're seeing these papercraft squirrels, and then you can go and make your own one, yeah. print it in color, and it looks exactly the friggin' same as in the game. See, you can sit me, it on your thing. That to me is awesome. Yeah, that so really is awesome. that's Those like unlocking great. the creativity in the real world. Mm. And then they went, what we want, really wanted to do was like act, like dreams, those lucid dreams that you have where you, you know, you jump from one place, you're, you're standing there talking to somebody and then you so, all of a sudden you're like on a boat in the middle of the ocean and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like running through a forest mm-hmm. and like these quick jumps of like incredible like lifelike situations that are just fleeting moments to be able to capture them. And so they, they've got this whole system and it's like, as much as we're trying to fucking describe it, it's, it's impossible. It's bloody difficult. Cause I don't yeah. even really understand how the hell it works. But all I know is that they showed a montage at the end of stuff made with the game mm. and it jumped between like a, Oh, there was a futuristic what was the first thing? thing. It was like this playing the piano and then it cut to this polar bear like sliding down a snow yeah, hill. Yeah, with its cub. With a little awesome. Yeah, a little polar bear cub like licking, licking its ear and then it cuts to this space shooter where you're like in it. Um, 
like a flying motorbike or something being chased <laughs> being by these chased. dudes that are shooting at it's you. Shot at. Yeah. And then it becomes a zombie game where you're a uh, teddy bear. A teddy bear <laughs> killing zombies. That was cool. And then it goes back to the piano and the whole time it's playing like row, row, row your boat in different types of music. Yeah. And then at the end it's the guy from the beginning playing the piano, but he's got a polar bear head and there's a teddy bear sitting on the thing. Yeah, it's amazing, man. Just and so yeah, different. So bizarre. Different. Bizarre. So But that I mean, that kind of piqued my interest a little bit in that one. I was kind of, I was like I didn't mind Little Big Planet, but the the necessity to kind of put the time in to be creative to make that game like what it was meant to be, I just didn't have the time for. And I kind of lost a lot of that mm. through that. And I'm worried in a game like this that if it is 99% creativity that you need to have to enjoy this game, um, I just won't take the time to learn how to do it. And I then, think that yeah. the, it looked like they had the same kind of bubble system mm. that Little Big Planet has where you can go to the community and like everything's shown in like floating bubbles or whatever. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it kind of showed that near the end. And stickers and that kind of stuff. So I think that it'll have probably a campaign that'll teach you how to do it, the same yeah. as Little Big Planet, and then it'll have this whole community of levels that you can access and play, so you don't have to make them yourself. You can play other people's creations. Yeah. And for people like us who suck at making shit... Just go and play it. Yeah, you can let other people do all the hard work for you. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, definitely Dreams stands out. And, oh, man, it, like, we come across as a fucking Sony fanboy, but seriously, <laughs> they they tend to um, kind of really look after these developers that that make stuff like this. Yeah, they do. That, that makes yeah. you think. Like the whole, um, you know, Unfinished Swan and all that kind of stuff and Journey and all those games that really were different. And now you've got Dreams and then you've got... The Last Guardian. The Last Guardian. Yeah, yeah. they finally announced... The Last Guardian is coming out after being in development for nine years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's coming out next year. I think it was announced in 2007. And this game, like from the things that I've seen, makes no fucking sense at all. Um, it is beautiful and it is very kind of, I guess, otherworldly. Um, yeah, and almost like a, a Japanesey kind of feeling to its yeah, design, uh, it, it but is. completely just off center and very, you know, I guess, um, yeah, just abstract, really abstract yeah. in its in its creativity, which is cool. You know, it'd be good to see, but not in t in gameplay terms. It's a it's a, I guess, an adventure puzzle game. I think with like really strong a really strong story and like character side to it yeah. where they they introduced it as like I th can't remember his exact words but it was something like this game is a story of friendship and love and companionship against all odds and all this kind of stuff which is probably talking it up but at the same time given that it's from you know team eco and and the shadow of the uh, shadow of colossus people they're like yeah you can they kind know of, how to do it. I hope they don't fuck it up, to be honest. After being in, in development for so long, the expectation is going to be 
insanely high. Mm. And so sure will. I really hope it lives up to it. Um, I know that's not going to be a game that everyone's going to like. Yeah. Because because of the nature of it, but I think that for but those who there's certainly going to be a few that it's yeah. their kind of game. The, for the people who it does work for, it's going to be an incredible experience. Mm. I think one uh, of the other ones that really, uh, oh, I have never even believed gaming would be on a scale like this at the <laughs> moment. Um, no Man's Sky. That was another. Um, one where the guy was like, oh, I've only got three minutes to show you stuff, so we yeah, try and so be as quick as possible and hopefully it doesn't break, he yeah. said. <laughs> but the thing that amazed me with this was he's, he's like, okay, in this game basically from what he showed, it's a starts off and you're in a, a like a jump ship type thing out in a solar system yeah. um, and you come around this kind of planet and then all of a sudden there's just a two warring factions on a border um, and he's like so I can either get involved or I can just you know leave and you know not take sides or anything and do what I want to do um, and then he goes uh, so I think I'll go and explore and he goes what I can show you here and he goes I'm going to pan out and then he pans back and it's like a solar system and there's stars and all this kind of stuff and he's like, so what you need to understand here is that each one of these lights is a sun. And each one of those suns has their own planetary size solar, you know, system, solar yeah. system. And a lot of these things get generated on the fly. So they may never actually even make planets for certain suns because no one will ever go there. But if you were to just jump into hyperspace zoop, and you're off and then you come out and then it's like, okay, well, this is an unexplored area. Yeah. And you can go and explore all of those planets, find their resources, find all that kind of shit that's on those planets, avoid being killed by whatever's on the planet. Random shit. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, like whatever you can think is possibly out in the fucking the universe and, and beyond um, is preloaded in this game basically and it just creates it on the fly for you yeah it's, and he's the guy's like okay the scope so is insane yeah like to an unbelievable scale that's the thing i've yeah. never ever even thought about the capabilities of this but the dude's like all right let's go and find a stun and yeah, he just goes and like i'll zoom out a bit more i'll zoom out a bit more and he's just zooming and you're just like it's yeah. like as if you went on fucking Google and Google imaged a photo of the galaxy and it was like ultra, ultra high resolution and you zoomed all the way in on one star and then slowly yeah. zoomed out. And it's like fucking millions of stars. Yeah. And he's like what you said, like every one of these is its own sun with with planets. Mm. And then he's like, let's pick one. So he picks one and he flies to it. Like in, yeah. He's like, this is really stupid, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. He goes, we've never seen this place and it's never existed before right now. So let's go and see what it's made for us. And he just like lands on this place and he scans it a couple of times and he sees there's some things around. And then all of a sudden there's just 
shit that he's collecting guards and... coming after him and shit yeah it was crazy man like it was a really amazing looking game yeah he's like backing away from these things shooting at him and then he's like oh we're in water he's like walked backwards into a lake <laughs> and then he turns around in this fish and he's like oh and this fish yeah, it was even like, surprised, surprised. Yeah. and it's just like and then you'd it, made this game dude and you just didn't even yeah. know <laughs> and then they, there's beacons on each planet and you can go up to the beacon and upload your discoveries and it comes up with a little prompt that says like you discovered four things and then it gives you certain credits or something presumably and then you can uh, anyone who goes to that planet by chance again will know that those are things that you discovered (laughs) it's awesome hey and so he says this planet here this is planet E3 and if anyone of you ever happens to land here you'll know that this is the planet and you probably won't fucking know, to be honest. Yeah, well, you'll probably never go there. Well, if you do, by chance. chance, you'll probably have played the game a shitload already and every planet will fucking be different. You'll forget that you ever saw it before. Yeah. But, um, like, there's things like everything on every planet is destructible. Mm. So yeah. if there's a mountain, you can shoot fucking chunks out of it. Yeah. There's the chance that there'll be trees. There's chance that there'll be no trees. There's chance of probably that there'll be ice planets. Yeah. Like all anything you can probably oh, oh, think yeah. of, to be honest. So yeah. the scope of it is just insanely huge. And, and I'm so excited to see this game just to do that. You know, I hope there's a really good element of storyline. Um, but at the same time, I'm just so excited to be like, holy shit, you could play this game forever if you were so inclined and you would never see the same thing twice. Basically is how they said that this game was. And I reckon that is awesome. So, cool idea. But there was other good games. That's an indie developer, it is. I just found out. There's no release date yet for it. It was supposed to be this year. But we'll see. I think Sony will probably be pushing... the universe. I think Sony will be pushing them to try and get it uh, done for the holiday season this year because I don't think they've got anything. It's not looking too good around that time. But it's Mm. a PS4 and Windows game. It'll be out on PS4 first, so... Yeah. But, man, oh, man, the scope of it is just fucking insane. So there was other games, obviously, that they touched on. There was um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep, that's from the makers of Killzone, Guerrilla Games. Yep. Now, this kind of seemed... If you were to pitch this game to me, like I was saying while we watched it, if you were to pitch this game to me, I'd look at you like you were an idiot. It's basically set so far in the future that all civilization, all structures basically have been taken over now by jungles. Um, the ecology of the world has completely changed. Um, they'd never really... Like, I think in the, the trailer, the girl even says, no one really knows what happened to the civilizations, but they're all gone now, um, and it's only us left. And then she's kind of getting ready, like she's being trained in bow and arrows and all this kind of stuff, and it seems a bit steampunk in a way, um, some of the weapons that you see. But then she goes out into this... Yeah, they're like tribal weapons mixed with like current technology. Yeah, and then she goes out into this like, like open world, basically what it looks like. Anyway, yeah, um, I think it is. And there's fucking dinosaurs that are made out of robots that are obviously just 
roaming the planet. Yeah. And it's like she goes out and has to go and get like kill these smaller animals um, and first of all has to take out the scouts or whatever they're called because they're going to freak out and scream. And then, you know, so you kind of realize that at the start, when she first finds this first creature, it just looks like they're robots. Um, and she kills that. And then she kind of sneaks up on these other ones and they look like gazelles or something kind yeah. of just grazing. And... and she kills one and they all run away like as as if they were like gazelles. Like startled, yeah. yeah. And then she's got to try and get them and get their, I guess, energy packs off them or whatever. They're like and... some kind of like vats of fucking goo or something. Yeah, it, look, it looks it's weird, really weird. It? And, and then, then all of a sudden... Attacked. Yeah. yeah. There's a fucking T-Rex dinosaur <laughs> robot. With fucking, like, rocket bombs launches and or something. Rockets, yeah, all kinds of crazy shit, man. insane. If you, like I said, if you were to pitch this to me, I'd just be sitting there going, this dude's smashed. Like, he's taken way too much of something and he's off his face because <laughs> this is insane. But it, it does look like a mashup almost of you know three or four different genres of game it so, looks pretty fucking cool yeah to be honest i don't know how well it'll they'll pull it off because i mean the trailer looks cool but fuck put it in a game and we'll see how it goes yeah yeah um, exactly and the other thing like they were playing it on on the stage or it looked like it anyway um but the gameplay in this thing looks really hard you know like she's just diving underneath this big T-Rex robot thing and you it's know, probably to be honest it's probably going to be like um, quick time events or something yeah that's what I was thinking because you saw at one stage like she does something and then like a flap opens and then she kind of pulls out a bow and arrow and was it the last of us with the bow and arrow where it kind of slowed down time for oh, uh, whatever ago. yeah there's been a lot of them that do it but anyway yeah that kind of thing happened and um but it looked it actually did look pretty cool. It looks like a pretty crazy kind of game, but oh, it different. Looks fucking bizarre. It's coming out next year sometime, so probably late next year. Yeah. But um I'll, I guess the other one that you know <laughs> Black Ops three is um Yeah, it's finally gonna uh, be released on Sony early. It's funny how um the the third parties go where the money is and yeah, so it, definitely do. It seems like the Call of Duty uh, kind of exclusivity, timed exclusivity deals that they had with uh, with Microsoft, that those days are done. Mm. Um, what was the last one? Advanced Warfare or was it Ghosts? I think it was Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. That I'm one was sure um, that one was all over X, uh, the Xbox, mm. and now this year, all of a sudden the tables have turned. The Call of Duty Black Ops 3 uh, first ever um, gameplay trailer was shown during the Sony conference. Yeah, the Sony conference, which was weird. Yeah, and all the map packs are going to be on PlayStation first. So that, Mm. I mean, backwards compatibility is one thing for Xbox, but what they fucking gain there, I reckon they lose Mm. in the Call of Duty map packs because... I've heard people talking like with Destiny and it works. It fucking works because people were playing Destiny on Xbox and there's things that they can never ever play because they don't have a PlayStation. Yeah. Or they can play them but after. 
Yeah, Most that's right. People get it, mm. and I know a lot of people who played Call of Duty on PlayStation were like, "I just want to fucking play that map pack, but I have to wait another month before, before it's out again. when it's yeah. out." For, like, there's people on Xbox enjoying it right now, yeah. and so I think that a a lot of people with Call of Duty on Xbox 360 could potentially make the jump to PS4 for that reason. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, it's. It, I mean, it looks like a Call of Duty game. There's way yeah. too much shit going on on the screen. Um, it's just insane gameplay, 100% adrenaline pumping all the time. Yeah. Um, it's Call of Duty. Yeah. And it looks like there's, you know, Advanced Warfare was, in my eyes, a bit too much. Like, there was so much that you could do in that game because of all the different technologies that they mm. designed for the future weapons um, that it was just amazing. And in this one, it looks like they've toned that down a little bit. Well, it's a um, back to the Black Ops kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it just looks, again, it's Call of Duty. Um, They'll the be other... making it bigger and better and it'll fucking sell bigger and better than yeah. it ever has before. Yeah, that's right. And people will fucking love it. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, I wrote that on here because I thought, I think the biggest part of it, I mean, yeah, it's a new Call of Duty, so the fans of Call of Duty are going to love that. But I think the biggest news is the fact that it's made the changeover yeah. from Microsoft to Sony because that, when you've got the highest selling game ever, now with an exclusivity deal on a different fucking yeah, console. It's, it's I think deal. that's a big, big deal. Yeah. Um, they also announced and showed some footage which they said was in engine, um, was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't surprise me. It looks like a Final Fantasy cinematic. Yeah. I played the Final Fantasy XV demo and it it's the same in mm-hmm. terms of quality so no doubt but that is fucking massive news as well yeah and, and that's, that's um, exclusive that'll, too that'll, yeah i think that'll be timed exclusive i think yeah. it'll probably come out on pc yeah i would imagine so they're cutting out way too much and you know that's a square enix game so they don't like to cut out forever all their loyal fans well i mean final fantasy was a playstation thing from the beginning yeah, it was. Final Fantasy VII originally was on PS1. Mm. So, I mean, to remake it, a full remake is... I mean, people have been asking for it for fucking ages, so it doesn't yeah. come as that much of a surprise. But at the same time, it's like... Well, it struck it's me awesome. strange because when they showed it, it it even... I don't know, parts of it look way better than some of the other games that were shown coming out at the same time. So I know it's only reskinning of possibly, well, pretty certainly the biggest and most popular Final Fantasy game ever. Well, it's not. It's remaking, not just reskinning. Yeah, but that you know, it's they're completely it looks, remaking the game. Looks amazing, absolutely yeah. incredible. So pretty happy with that. Their but, cinematics always look movie quality, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see actual gameplay footage of it, but I'm sure it'll look fucking incredible. And that pretty much just leaves us with the last one, which we already knew was coming and they just were going to show us some more. But kind of the only thing that went wrong during the Sony conference was when they turned on Uncharted 4. 
<laughs> and it yeah. crashed. And then it just got rebooted straight away. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, it was yeah. funny because so it boots up with a little cut scene and um, then there's some talking, blah, 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 blah. And then it pans to like the third person view behind Nathan Drake in this like marketplace. And he's just standing there, and Sully's like, come on, let's go. And he runs off, and then you're just standing there. He's just standing there looking around. you're seeing, like, the umbrellas over stalls and stuff, like, flutter in the wind, and people walking around doing their own business, and there's, like, fucking heaps of people on the screen, and it looks busy and just awesome. And then we're like... You're like, wow, man, those look at those umbrellas. Like, we're noticing yeah. these little things. And then we're like, is he going to start walking soon? <laughs> and then it, it waits it like another 10 seconds, and then it just goes to black. <laughs> and then it starts from the beginning again. You're like, yeah. oh. Well, but that, then that happened. As it went through, like, they, you know, it worked the second time around. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. running through the marketplace, and all of a sudden, this, like, tank thing, tank sort of armored <laughs> just vehicle drives through bursts a building. through a wall or something. <laughs> And everyone, you see all the people just scatter out yeah. of the fucking way. And then it's there's on. just this action-packed friggin' thing where eventually you're driving in a four-wheel drive and yeah, just bouncing around the roads trying to get away from this guy. <laughs> like, it was yeah. gnarly. And Sully's, yeah. like, looking around, like, freaking the fuck out of the passenger seat. And then it stops at a construction site. And he's like, oh, shit, what are we doing? Sully's like, yeah, in a four-wheel drive, just go around it. So it's got all that banter and stuff. Yeah. And then they're driving around and, like, construction workers jumping out of the way and Sully's leaning out going, oh, sorry, first-time driver. Yeah, he's just got his license. Like, all this kind of shit, it was funny. And, um, oh, man, it looks like a fucking, it looks like Uncharted. Yeah, it does. It looks very much like an Uncharted game, but it looks... You know, the first trailer that they came out with, whenever that was, months ago now, um, it is possibly going to be just the standout graphically. Um, for for I mean, so far. I mean, it's not yeah, Dog. Yeah, exactly. And it's an Uncharted. I mean, even if you look at the Uncharted on the PS Vita, which was a launch title, wasn't it? Or, or just not long yeah. after. It was a free launch title if you were a and PlayStation best. Uh, game the Vita ever had. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for in that terms was, of AAA games, that was beautiful to look at on that little screen in your hand. It was totally recognizably Uncharted, and you could pan and you could see distance, yeah. and it was gorgeous. And this is obviously on something ten times as powerful, and it looks like it should, like you'd expect it to. Mm. And what got me was when they're in that four-wheel drive, you know, bouncing down hills and, you know, doing all this kind of crazy shit, the way that Sully, who's in the passenger seat, the way he moves is perfect. Like, there's not one part where, you know, kind of you play games enough and stuff and you see people in cars that are next to you and either they're not moving as the car's bouncing around or the car bounces and then they kind of just jolt out like roughly kind of thing like it's like oh this person needed to move in this bit but with this you see you know nathan's driving and he's doing everything that a driver should but sully's like hanging on to things for dear life and he's like you go over a bump and he he actually lifts out of his chair and he's kind of holding on to the you know top of the windscreen kind of thing trying to make sure that he stays in the car 
Um, I reckon that's fucking awesome, man, the way that they've been able to just get physics right and get timing right. And, it, you know, we're only two years into this console and, well, this cycle, and it's amazing. Games are just, they're blowing me away, and it's those little things that you see that make a game look so realistic that they really draw you in. And I don't need much to be drawn into the next Uncharted, but those types of things are going to be the things that I recognize and probably blow me away. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be a straight-up masterpiece. I hope so. And I'm glad they pushed it back. I mean, mm. yeah, do what you need to do. Seriously. Exactly. They but should that's, have free that's the other thing. That's the other thing with this. I mean, we, we've bagged other games for being taken back um, or, you know, just dropped back in dates and things like that. But everybody that I've spoken to about Uncharted, they don't give a shit when it comes out, but they are just expecting this fucking masterpiece. Yeah. And no one really cares that, you know, unless it gets to like a week, beforehand and then they delay it but that is very rarely going to happen obviously so the fact that they've done it early on enough that the hype hasn't been raised enough to disappoint people yet uh, I think that that's a good pretty idea. high mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Well, yeah man I can't wait for that that's going to be cool but, uh, that was a hell of a way to close the uh, the Sony conference it so was it works as a pretty good way for us to close this podcast it's very true, and it's been quite a long podcast, this one, but we did have a lot to talk about. And There's as I said so at the start, much more. Yeah, as I said at the start, we are not going to talk about everything, and we have missed a lot. So if we missed something that stood out for you, or we talked about something that stood out for you, but we missed the things that stood out for you, send us an email, um, podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Uh, you can attention it to either Matt or myself or the two fuckwits. We will get it, um, obviously. We won't get it that way. But well, I'll get it. <laughs> you are one and two. Yeah, I uh, must be. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, do that. Send us something. Just let us know that uh, you know we miss these things and we will bring care. them up. Exactly. Um, so anyway... Without further ado, we'll close it up at that. That was episode 79. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed E3 as much as we did. And uh, looking yeah. forward to seeing some more stuff. And mm. we'll talk about Batman next time. Hell's yeah. Okay. Thanks right. again. Cheers. Right. Have a good one. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.